I'm Paul Wagner. Join me as I dig deep into the mysterious case of the Potomac River Rapist. Listen to Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's award-winning American Nightmare podcast series, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In the case of a crash caused by an area driver going more than 100 miles an hour, I'm Mike Marilla. The numbers tell the story of what's happening with pre-trial release in Fairfax County. I'm Dick Yoliano. Montgomery County's search for a new health officer may be over. I'm Christy King. Gains on Wall Street Wednesday trading. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. The countdown to the midterm elections with control of both houses of Congress at stake now stands at less than two weeks to go. There have been several developments after recent debates. We start in Pennsylvania. CBS News correspondent Robert Costa in Harrisburg. Republican candidate Mehmet Oz hit the campaign trail with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley, calling his opponent John Fetterman soft on crime and touting his own performance at Tuesday night's face-off. Now, last night's debate focused on my desire to bring balance to Washington. In that debate, Pennsylvania voters got a live, hour-long look at Fetterman, who is recovering from a stroke in May. I had a stroke. He's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, mush two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. Meantime, a county in Nevada has already started a hand count of early midterm ballots. Correspondent Allison Keyes with that. Nye County is home to some 33,000 registered voters, and volunteers are laboriously hand counting early paper ballots. Commissioners there voted for the hand count after two years of false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. But election law expert David Becker says they've reduced the actual integrity of the process. That's never a good thing. Becker calls it unusual and says humans aren't great at counting things. Machines do a much better job. The state Supreme Court says early results of races cannot be released. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Remember that threat of a nationwide freight railroad strike a few weeks back? Well, not imminent, but the threat is back. Although six unions have approved a new contract with the freight lines, two others have not. That presents the possibility of big economic problems at a time when there is, there are already many others. If there were an actual strike, the trains would stop moving, which means the freight stops moving as well. Immediately, we would see effects on some of the industries that move their materials their raw materials. Associate Professor Gregory D. Young at Southern Illinois University. Federal and local law enforcement report 17 arrests in California and Washington State, allegedly parts of an interconnected drug trafficking group linked to Mexican drug cartels. U.S. Attorney Nick Brown. The cases that this office brings and the cases that our law enforcement partners investigate help slow down the flow and help save lives. I think we all recognize that given the gravity of the problems that we're facing, that the law enforcement piece is only a temporary part of the solution. Among evidence seized in connection with those arrests, large amounts of heroin and fentanyl and dozens of weapons. Russian-backed officials say there's been a drone attack on a power plant in the former Ukrainian peninsula of Crimea, grabbed by Russia years ago. The plant not damaged badly. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. Ready, set, vote. Did you receive your mail ballot? If so, you can vote by U.S. Postal Service or by mail ballot Dropbox right now. Want to vote in person? Early voting starts October 31st and ends on November 6th. Election day is November 8th. In D.C., 25 vote centers will be open during early voting and 90 vote centers will be open election day. Find the nearest vote center location by going to dcboe.org. 
The choice is yours. Vote early, D.C. Ready, set, let's vote. WTOP at 303. Thursday morning, October 27th, 2022. We are looking at early sunshine this Thursday as we go through the day becoming partly cloudy, breezy. High of 68 today. We're at 58 for right now. Good early morning to you. Welcome in. Glad you're with us here at WTLP. Topping the local stories we're looking at for you as we head into this day together. We begin with an unnerving story this morning, a sad story. The death of a newborn baby girl locally in D.C. It happened earlier this year, has now been ruled a homicide. D.C. police say no one has been charged as of yet. Storm Serenity Frazier was her name, just one and a half months old, when she was apparently found unconscious in a home on 61st Street Northeast, in January, she was later that day pronounced dead. The medical examiner's office says this morning Storm died of injuries consistent with an assault. The little baby was the youngest homicide victim in the district this year. It's hard to imagine someone going more than 100 miles per hour locally on the GW Parkway, but a man accused of doing just that back in the spring in April, causing a crash that cost a motorcyclist his leg, has now been found guilty in that case. The motorcyclist had changed lanes to avoid something in the road, according to witnesses, when Manulik Manyard slammed his Toyota Camry into the back of the motorcycle while speeding near Fort Hunt. The 20-year-old man on the bike was sent flying 30 feet into the air. Maynard also rolled his car, according to federal prosecutors, almost hitting people on a footpath. A jury agreed that the charges of assault resulting in serious bodily injury, reckless driving, and speeding against Maynard fit the crime, and he now faces 10 years in prison when sentenced in January. The motorcyclist, in addition to having his leg amputated, also had to have steel bars put in both of his arms and his back. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Also a bad crash to tell you about happens this week, happened this week in Oatlands. A man is fighting for his life after that incident in Fairfax Hospital this morning. The Loudoun County Sheriff's Office says a Toyota Camry, the man was driving at the time, apparently crashed with a tractor trailer on John Mosby Highway and Oatlands Plantation Lane. What happens when someone is arrested for a serious crime? Fairfax County is offering a new data dashboard that apparently shows the results of bond hearings. Bond hearings are where it's decided whether defendants should be held for trial or released to later appear in court. Fairfax County Commonwealth's attorney Steve Descano rejects criticism that suggests his team is not being tough on violent suspects. The data shows that for uh, people accused of violent felonies or sex crimes, that we are recommending detention more than the judges are actually holding these individuals. The data posted covers bond hearings the first six months of the year. Descano says the data also showed judges have held more individuals for nonviolent crimes than the number recommended by his team. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. WTOP at 3.06 Thursday morning. The person nominated to become Montgomery County's new health officer was born and raised there, and she has practiced medicine in the county. How do we think about healthier communities? for patients. Dr. Keisha Davis. Part of health happens in the exam room, but a lot of health happens outside of that. Davis says early on she learned that people's issues were bigger than her prescription pad. I couldn't fix the fact that they didn't have a safe place to walk or didn't understand nutrition labels or didn't have nutritious food that would help their, their problems. Montgomery County's Council interviews Davis and votes on her nomination as health officer November 15th. Christy King, WTOP News. WTOP at 307, an update on traffic and weather coming right up. Data is at the core of your mission. It's the fundamental building block of every process, procedure, and protocol across your agency. And when it's exposed, lost, or stolen, your mission is at risk. In today's world, when your data can be accessed from anywhere, shouldn't your security be everywhere? 
Learn how Netscope helps federal customers keep data secure from the data center to the battlefield, on-prem or in the cloud at Netscope.com. Netscope, security that's ready for anything. Thank the Lord for the nighttime. You're with WTOP, Matt Dean Lane. So morning, October 28th, 27th. It is October 27th. Tomorrow's the 28th. It's at 3.08 on WTOP now. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off at train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Good morning to Rich Hunter at the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Dean. If you're traveling in Maryland, uh, southbound 270 near 85 Buckeystown Pike at last check. Still getting by the works on there. Single files left beyond that. Nothing else in your way. Headed south toward the Beltway as of late. Moving well. 95 southbound as you approach the south entrance to the Baltimore Beltway exit 49. Still getting by that work zone. Two lanes left, but without delay. Beyond that, nothing else in your way. Headed down toward the Beltway in College Park. Baltimore-Washington Parkway looks good. Headed down toward the Beltway and even inside the Beltway, headed toward the District 9 without issue. They've been working northbound on the Parkway, uh, north of I-195 and continuing past West Nursery Road. You're getting by. Single file to right to the work zone, but as of late, been getting by with very little delay. So good news for early morning commuters. Uh, out of loop of the Beltway as you head south of River Road and across the Legion Bridge into Virginia through Georgetown Pike. Still getting by the work there. Single file to left. On the inner loop side, it's single file right. Headed north of the Dulles Toll Road toward uh, Georgetown Pike. So watch out for a brief slowdown there as well. If you're traveling in the district, I DC 295 northbound as you approach and pass Eastern Avenue headed toward the Prince George's line. Eventually down to one single lane to the right to the work zone. But again, as of late... You get by without delay. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We had a cold front move through the area, and that's going to make for some drier conditions, less cloud cover, and a lot more sunshine the next few days. But it will be cool. Starting off on a cool note, temperatures in the low to mid-40s in the suburbs uh, on your Thursday, low 50s in the city. High temperatures, though, pretty nice. Near on average for this time of year with a high temperature in the low to mid-60s. Now, it will be a little bit breezy, adding to a little bit of a chill there. Friday, a cold start, 30s and 40s to start off. Highs only in the upper 50s with sunshine. Same deal on Saturday. Going for a high of 62. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Right now, 56 degrees in Reston, 56 Bethesda, 55 in Woodbridge, 58 in Holding. In our nation's capital, this check brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. Good morning. Welcome in 310 on WTOP. Glad you're with us. The Invasion of Ukraine. Live updates 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get advantage miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. This is WTOP News. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP. A lot of discussion about the fallout this week from U.S. Senate debate, the one in Pennsylvania between Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. This morning, WTOP's Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller discusses the debate and its impact on the race. He says a few moments actually stood out to him in the debate, in particular, those that highlighted Fetterman's continued communications issues following his recent stroke back in the spring in May. 
It was clear throughout this debate that he had difficulty at times coming up with the words he wanted to and seemed to refer to memorized talking points. All of this, of course, related to his recent stroke. Of course, all candidates do that to a certain extent, but this was really more pronounced. On the other hand, he was at times energized and ready to jump in on issues he was ready to engage in, and that included his support for abortion rights and Roe versus Wade. And Fetterman opponent Mehmet Oz also had this statement that's getting a lot of attention about his position on the federal ban on abortion. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Well, the Fetterman campaign thinks uh, this is fodder for the next uh, campaign ad, doesn't it? That's right, and they're already rolling out that ad. Uh, the Fetterman campaign and Democrats felt like this was a big stumble by Dr. Oz, effectively stating that local political leaders would somehow have a role in a woman's decision involving an abortion. Now, although it could also be looked at as a poorly worded statement, overall, Oz, who's been a TV host, frequent TV guest, was glib, as you'd expect him to be. He went after Fetterman on his past positions on crime, suggesting he's soft, and he never really directly said anything pointed about Fetterman's speaking issues, which was hard to ignore. Mitch, this Pennsylvania race is really important uh, for Democrats and Republicans. What kind of an impact do you think the debate will have? Well, I think it, because it's such a unique political moment, it's going to be continuing to get attention, but because it's so unprecedented for a Senate candidate to have these auditory processing or speech issues during the heat of a campaign, it's really hard to know how voters will react. I think for the most part, many voters have already made up their minds, but it could have some who are on the fence maybe have some second thoughts about Fetterman's readiness. Uh, also keep in mind, most voters don't watch these debates, just catch uh, short reports on them. But I think also what is significant is nationally, Republicans are planning to pour another $6 million into this race for for Oz to try to push him over the top. Also keep in mind, this was a seat held by a Republican, Senator Pat Toomey. The GOP obviously wants to hold this seat, just as Democrats want to hold the Nevada seat of Catherine Cortez Masto. Campaign 2022 continues on WTOP, WTOP Capitol Hill correspondent Mitchell Miller talking the air with Sean and Hillary. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Moments. They surround us, intersecting. Every day, every instant. Moments that can change us forever. In a region where news is never ending, a singular sound defines our moments. A constant signal delivering the top news right at your fingertips when you need it most. For better, for worse, always connected. Our legacy is the future and we'll never miss a moment. WTOP News, 103.5 FM. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Traffic in the D.C. region is constantly changing. If you spot a major incident that we're not already reporting, call the WTOP Traffic Center at 866-304-WTOP. That's 866-304-WTOP. Sports at 15 and 45 powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. 
think red. Hey, Thursday morning, October 27th. Welcome into WTOP Sports Time at 315 in Rob Woodfork's turn this morning. The Washington Commanders went to Wednesday practice with a swagger about them, the kind of thing that happens when a team breaks out of a funk with two straight wins. Taylor Heineke gets a lot of credit for instilling that swagger, but... I really not try and think about it. You know, I just try and be my authentic self and go out there and play my best ball. And if that brings out the best in everybody else, then, then great. They're facing a Colts team, hoping that second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger provides Indy a Heineke-esque boost. And in fact, Heineke is frequently named as the closest comp to Ellinger. Sam Cosme is blocked for both guys. Do you see it? A little bit. And sort of similar build when it comes to size and stuff like that. Their ability to get out of the pocket and stuff and run and do all that type of stuff. So yeah, I could see like they're both wearing four. So <laughs> Cosme, by the way, a full participant in Wednesday practice. Jahan Dotson and Cole Holcomb, though, headlined the list of those that did not participate. In college hoops, Georgetown held its media day following an offseason in which Patrick Ewing overhauled his coaching staff following the program's first winless campaign in conference play. When you're not successful, you have to change. So I've made the changes that I believe that I need to make. Sometimes, you know, you have to relinquish some of your authority if you want to be successful. The Hoyas open the season against Coppin State on November 8th. Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. And Rob, as always, 316 on WTOP Thursday morning, October 27th. Glad you're with us. Among the top stories we're following for you this early Thursday on TOP, a second woman is accusing Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker this week of pressuring her to have an abortion in 1993 during a six-year relationship with the anti-abortion rights candidate and that Walker is unfit, she thinks, for office. Walker denies the allegation. Virginia's inspector general looking into the awarding of a six-figure contract for the production of state tourism videos. Now, it went to the same outfit, apparently, that produced Governor Glenn Youngkin's campaign ads, and the IG wants to know if all state laws were followed in that procedure. The accused shooter at Virginia's Bridgewater College in February of this year is found mentally fit to stand trial. 27-year-old Alexander Campbell is accused of killing two officers. Stay with WTOP for more on these developing stories in just minutes. It's 317. It's four years later, but Metro says... The Silver Line trains to Dallas airports into Loudoun County should start running on Turkey Day. Loudoun County's been planning, building, and waiting for the Silver Line to finally run to its two stations. We have parking garages that we've built. We have walkings and multimodal paths. Dulles Supervisor and Metro Board Member Matt Letourneau says the county will tweak its bus system once the trains are running. We have new bus routes that will be starting. We're going to be rerouting a lot of our service into the stations that are in Loudoun County, which will allow us to run shorter trips and more frequent trips. There's mixed-use development near the Ashburn station, and he says development around the Wheelie Avenue station in Reston really took off once the Silver Line arrived. And we're anticipating that kind of growth in Loudoun County, too. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. And Thursday morning, it's October 27, 3.18 in the morning on WTLP. First to Rich Hunter in the WTLP Traffic Center. All right, in the district, the good news, uh, DC 295 Northland as you approach and pass Eastern Avenue headed up toward uh, Route 50 in Prince George's County. The work zone picked up and cleared. All lanes are open. Southbound DC 295 remains a good trip headed into town. Still working on I-295 North as you approach and pass Laboratory Road. And again, down to a single lane through the work zone. Never made clear was the right lane or left lane getting by, but again, just be careful. There is a little bit of a slowdown there. Uh, North Capitol Street, northbound as you head north of New York Avenue. Service road that takes you toward P Street. That is closed as a result of emergency utility work. D.C. water on scene in northwest Missouri Avenue remains closed between Military Road and George Avenue. 
That as a result of a police investigation from an incident that occurred last night uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. We've got a pretty nice-looking Thursday, starting off on a cool note, 40s to low 50s, depending on where you are. Low 60s for the highs, though, with plenty of sunshine and a little bit of a breeze. On Friday, we'll see high temperatures back into the upper 50s, so a cool Friday, but still with some sunshine. Should be nice. Same deal on Saturday. Both days, cold starts. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Cameron. Right now, we are looking at 56 degrees in Rosalind as well in Farragut Square. Two degrees cooler, 54 in Laurel this early 3 a.m. hour. We're at 58 and holding at our nation's capital Thursday morning, October 27th. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. This check brought to you by Lynn the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber. Good morning. Welcome in. The Invasion of Ukraine. Updates and analysis 24-7, 365. Washington's top news, 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. The latest in one minute. With a siloed approach to security, agencies often find they're unable to handle the changing nature of today's threat environment. To keep pace with dynamic attacks and ensure greater peace of mind, agencies are on the lookout for more centralized visibility and quick resolution of their security issues. Trellix is at the forefront of the XDR revolution, pioneering a brand new way to bring detection, response, and remediation together in a single living security solution. Learn more about XDR. Visit Trellix.com. Get the top news of the day straight to your inbox. Sign up for WTOP's breaking news email alerts. Go to WTOP.com slash alerts. WTOP at 321. Communication, let's try that again. Communication companies, I'm trying to say, can put up more 5G antennas locally in Montgomery County. But a lot of residents, it seems, are very unhappy about this plan. They believe it could jeopardize their health. The council's passage of the updated rules was met with backlash. The new zoning rules allow companies to put 5G antennas on existing utility and light poles 30 feet closer to homes. The old requirement was 60 feet. Dozens of residents voiced their concerns last month about health effects from radio frequency radiation. Allowing cell antennas 30 feet from our homes is reckless. Cell tower radiation is literally defined as a type of pollution by the wireless companies themselves. Councilmember Hans Reamer says the technology is already in most people's homes and is important for future connectivity. Other jurisdictions in the region have long since adopted these rules, and we are now the outlier on the wrong side of a divide. Luke Luger, WTOP News. Now to the war in Ukraine. Russia conducted its annual nuclear drills under Russian President Vladimir Putin's watchful eye this week. The Kremlin says all test-fired missiles actually reached their designated targets, and the White House does stress that Moscow apparently did give the U.S. advanced notice of the drill. Everything Russia's doing right now in Ukraine is an indirect impact on every other country in the region right now. And those countries are spending a lot of time trying to understand Russia's every single move. This morning, WTOP national security correspondent J.J. Green has the latest for us. For President Putin, the objective of this ongoing war in Ukraine was basically to make Ukraine part of uh, imperialistic Russia. Tuli Donetin is the Undersecretary for Defense Policy in the Estonian Ministry of Defense. Belarus appears to have already returned to Russia's empire and is helping them in this war. Belarus is providing infrastructure from Belarus. There are, the Russian armies is sending in drones. Ines Semanas is 
Latvia's ambassador to Belarus. Dunedin says Putin's objectives go much further than just a couple of countries. We will face a very long controversy between the Atlantic community and Russia. So a part of the reason why these countries are so focused on what Russia's doing in Ukraine is because they think that these may be trial runs or test balloons for things Russia might try to do to them later on. JJ, there is widespread doubt that Russia really is going to do anything nuclear. But if that is the case, why then are Western countries continually talking about Russia's nuclear threats? So remember when the war was about to start? Everything that Russia was about to do, intelligence agencies were picking up their plans and putting it all out there in the media. And that was so that people would know about what Russia was doing. Russia was talking about Ukraine in the beginning, was going to attack its own people in the north and maybe, you know, attack its own people in other locations across the south. But in reality, Russia was planning to do that itself. So what they were doing was trying to get people to think through its disinformation that Ukraine was going to do it. Then they were going to blame Ukraine uh, for doing that, essentially saying they were attacking Russian or at least people who were aligned with Russia and used that as a provocation to, to attack Ukraine. That's the same thing that's been going on with this nuclear threat and this threat to blow up this dam. The intelligence communities from the countries around the world have been putting this information out there so people know what Russia's up to, what they're trying to do, so that they won't be fooled by anything Russia might try to do later on. The latest of the war between Ukraine and Russia, WTOP National Security Correspondent J.J. Green talking there with Hillary and Sean. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. Right, the time now, Thursday morning, October 27th, is 325 Money News. Each half hour, 25 and 55, a preview of your business day this Thursday on T.O.P. This is a Bloomberg Money Minute. More pain could be in store for Wall Street today following another earnings disappointment from big tech. Facebook parent Meta Platforms gave a disappointing sales forecast for the fourth quarter, the latest company to highlight a weak online advertising market. The Nasdaq fell 2% yesterday as the market snapped a three-day winning streak. Investors will be watching this morning to see how inflation and higher menu prices impact McDonald's bottom line. It is expected to weather the storm thanks to its massive global buying power. Same-store sales in the U.S. are expected to climb 3.7% from a year ago. The FDA is delaying its review of what would be the first birth control pill to be sold over-the-counter in the U.S. The meeting to review Perigo's O-Pill had been scheduled for November 18th. No new date was given. The drug is already available by prescription. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. I love teenagers. To see how brave Lexi was and how she opened herself up to being in a family, all of a sudden, she's holding my hand and calling me mom. It was really special. Every child, no matter their age, deserves to grow up in a safe, permanent home. Children at every